Welcome, welcome, and welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It is I, Rob Zakari, once again, broadcasting from the not-so-great Los Angeles, California. I've got mixed feelings about California. I love the weather. I love the things you can do. The people and the politics. And, and, you know, the government we have out here is horrible. I mean, it really, it's, it's just horrible. In about five months, we're going to be paying about 30 cents uh, more for gas than anybody else in the entire United States to raise $5 billion a year. For the next 10 years, it comes out to $50 billion. Uh, it's supposed to go towards roads. Part of it is supposed to go towards roads. Roads were things that were supposed to have been fixed 15 years ago. I mean, 10, 15 years ago, uh, there were stunts and and gimmicks and things of that nature to raise money to fix roads and bridges. And of course, that money gone. Pensions and a bunch of other bureaucracy. Nothing for the people. So I definitely get mixed feelings about being out here in California. But we're here. And it is what it is, so that that's the sigh I make when I think about liberals. Now, we got a bunch of stuff to get to. Uh, school shooting today, yes, uh, a school shooting in San Bernardino, and it made liberals very sad, made liberals very sad when they when they heard school shooting, they thought, yes. White guy, assault weapon, dead kids, yes. And then all of a sudden they heard black guy, domestic situation with his wife, kids shot accidentally, 357 Magnum. Ugh. Very sad. They, they, their, their happiness turned to sadness very quick, so... We got that, but first, I wanted to address Lawrence O'Donnell. Now, I've talked about Lawrence O'Donnell on this show many times, probably too many, too many to count, and uh, too many times, but I got to tell you, his rant Friday night took the cake. His rant Friday night took the cake. And it's funny to watch liberals, the media, Democrats, have no problem with what he did. And I find it funny because uh, media and the liberals, Democrats, are the first ones to bitch 
and whine the minute anyone on the right brings up a conspiracy theory. Whether it's the media's in bed with the Democrats, Pizzagate, Hillary Clinton's got, uh, uh, you know, scoliosis or some (laughs) neurological disease. Chemtrails, a la Alex Jones. Newtown shooting. Fake. 9-11, inside job, JFK assassination. I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, I know I'm digging deep with JFK, but you get my point. I mean, you bring any type of conspiracy theory. The media condemns you. I mean, Alex Jones as far as the media is concerned, is the biggest whack job jack-off on the radio today. When Trump would do his show, the media would have a feed day. I watched Rachel Maddow. I'm sorry. Rachel Maddow. And Chris Hayes do entire 15-minute segments on the fact that Jones is a conspiracy jack. And in turn, anybody that deals with Alex Jones, by extension, is a conspiracy jack-off. And anybody that deals with Alex Jones and takes him seriously is a jack-off. And they should be basically excommunicated from the United States of America. So it's amusing to watch Lawrence O'Donnell on MSNBC. Remember, Alex Jones is on the radio. Alex Jones is basically, uh, you know, George Norrie from Coast to Coast Radio. Do you know George Norrie from Coast to Coast Radio? George Norrie from Coast to Coast Radio is great. Phenomenal stuff. He's on at 11 o'clock at night. Monday. And he talks about UFOs. Lizard people. Chemtrails. Politics. I mean, George Norrie. Listening material. If you've got nothing to do. Maybe you're in prison. <laughs> Maybe you're in prison. And lights go out at 11 o'clock. And you're laying there in bed going, oh, my God. A, I can't believe I'm in prison. B, I can't believe I got to do nine more months. C, what am I going to do to get through every single night? D, George Norrie, Coast to Coast Radio. I'm just saying, if you were in prison. I don't know if you were in prison. But if you were, George Norrie would be your friend. 
So Alex Jones is George Norrie. But it's a little bit more political. Norrie is a little less political. But it's still about conspiracy theories. Alex Jones is more political. But it's still about conspiracy theories. Buying surveillance food and going off the grid and things of that nature. Lawrence O'Donnell is NBC. Lawrence O'Donnell is about as mainstream as you can get. NBC, MSNBC, one in the same, same building. People are interchangeable. You got Brian Williams, NBC anchor, lies about being in an attack in, in, in Iraq, gets demoted to MSNBC. So MSNBC is legit in the sense that it is a flagship. NBC, MSNBC, Saturday Night Live, Seth Meyers, you name it, NBC, Universal Entertainment. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's huge. So to have one of their hosts, one of their big-name hosts spouting off conspiracy theories. And not just any conspiracy theory, but a conspiracy theory that is based around Trump and Vladimir Putin coordinating what happened over the weekend. Coordinating gassing human beings. Ever anybody brought up not stuff, you know, inside, it was an inside job. Hell, even if you brought up the fact that Obama said Obama was born in Kenya. Obama was, a, he was man, you, the left is like you are Qualified from, I mean, if you're in the entertainment industry, the, the media, and if you're in any industry, my job, oh, Obama, uh, Kenya, uh, chemtrails, you bring up any of that stuff, you are instantly gone. You are disinvited to party. You, are, you know, you are disinvited. To the, the Christmas party. And here's Lawrence O'Donnell saying and Trump conspired to gas would launch a missile strike. Then turn the American media and the world media for the matter would then change the focus from Trump and colluding with Russians to Russians fighting with Assad who's Vladimir Putin's stoogy so in turn people would say well there's no more colluding 
The media would fawn over Trump. They would love Trump. And in turn, everything would be peace and all right with the world because of what happened. But then, nothing more would go down. The big hoax, the big charade would eventually subside. Everything back well. But Trump would look good. The collusion theory would be gone. And all is well because Assad would stay in power. This is NSNBC. Alex Jones, not 1180 or, or 640 AM, not some Low-level AM station. This is NBC. Again, MSNBC, NBC, all one and the same. This is a big-time news network. And the host is spouting off the... the, mystifies me that the President of the United States is basically uh, conspiring with the Russian president to gas children via Assad and bringing up the movie Wag the Dog. Bringing up the whole Bill Clinton Getting fellatio. I was going to say something else. Getting fellatio by Monica Lewinsky as the example. I mean, it's just. And the media kind of like, eh, you know, that's eh, all right. Telling you, telling you. We've entered this this world. Where the left is just unhinged. Literally unhinged. They're just unhinged. They are so pissed off. And I remember when it was a a constant mocking of the right. Because you had the Tea Party. And you had some Republicans in Congress that were disgruntled over Obama. But nobody on the right, no one, was this unhinged. No one. Absolutely no one. And the best thing is, anytime anything was brought up from the right, it was all legitimate stuff. I mean, I mean, it really was. It was legitimate stuff. IRS, you know, acts on conservative groups. There was legitimate stuff. Benghazi, legitimate stuff. That was legitimate. Man, the left is just un. 
unhinged. Unhinged. And they are the biggest, like the biggest house dwellers built of glass in the history of mankind. I mean, for them to go after Alex Jones and anybody listen to Alex Jones and any conspiracy theory, whether it's Pizzagate or Hillary Clinton's got brain damage, to go after any of them and be like, hey, if you uh, believe that you're a job, you're a job, you're a loser. You mean that Mike in reference to Cervanovich, the fact that he did the whole Pizzagate thing. The Daily Beast condemning Cervanovich's real story about Susan Rice because of Pizzagate. But yet, you don't see David Beast's article on Lawrence O'Donnell. You don't hear about that. about that at all. And what Lawrence O'Donnell said was just as kooky as Newtown being a conspiracy or chemtrails poisoning people. It's just as kooky. If you're on the left and you're going to say, oh my God, that's the kookiest thing I've ever heard. That's it. Well, Lawrence O'Donnell's just as kooky. Just as kooky. So here's the O'Donnell diatribe. So so hear me out here. Okay? Hear me out here. O'Donnell said, just completely, totally, completely imagine a scenario like that. chance I don't know and it's Donald Trump so that all the other Frequency radio station with Alex Jones. If you go to the tunnel, it's like, and then it comes back on. It's NBC. This is as legitimate as they come. Can't get any more than NBC. Here's O'Donnell. Vladimir Putin. Make good. I mean, I watched. I've watched. I've watched Lawrence. I, I've watched. Diamond. 
and Tapper. The conspiracy crews. I've watched them do a half segment. Some I've watched do an out segment. It's being whack job. Putin, if, if Vladimir Putin masterminded the last week in Syria, he's got everything he could have asked for. Actually, in charge, making sure that Syria got rid of all of its chemical weapons under his deal with the Obama administration. Funny how Lauren Donald's trying to frame this as. It wasn't Obama's fault. It wasn't John Kerry's fault. It was Vladimir Putin's fault. Yeah. It was Vladimir Putin's fault that Assad had come up weapons. Because he was supposed to make sure that Assad didn't have come up weapons. He was supposed to Obama. That, that's like saying to a rapist, hey, I want you to make sure that that was rape. I ever pooed the thug. We're going to make you. His chemical weapon. So the chemical weapon. Conspiracy monologue. Fire. What? Are you kidding, jerk off? Anyways, he continues. And he even says, Vladimir Putin the man in charge of making sure that Syria got rid of all the chemical weapons. The man in charge. Not the United States. They weren't in charge. I, again, I, I did this segment. Friday, if you feel confident, comfortable that Iran is complying with Obama nuclear like How many of you are sitting there on Iran? Iran is following the agreement they made with Obama. Exactly. None of you are. And if you you need to go to the doctor. You need to go to the doctor quick. You need to have head checked. Your head check. Trust me. Iran is building nuclear as we speak. Iran is building I'll give go one further. I give you Iran weapons. Guaranteed. So it makes perfect sense Question: Bashar al-Assad would have checked with his most 
Vladimir Putin before using weapons. That Vladimir Putin to get rid of. It would be embarrassing to Vladimir Putin. President Assad had exposed Vladimir Putin as having completely failed to get rid of those chemical weapons. Why would it be embarrassing to Vladimir Putin? Again, to watch the liberals, to watch the Democrats, watch the media try to spin this is pretty funny. Why would it be embarrassing to Vladimir It's embarrassing to Obama and the Obama administration and John Kerry and Susan Rice. Because they ran around and said, Assad has no chemical weapons. How is it embarrassing that Putin lied, Assad lied, and Obama's a bitch, and he went, okay. John Kerry's a bitch, but okay. Susan Rice is a bitch. Embarrassing Putin. He got rid of him. Are you sure? Yep, he got rid of him. Okay. And then they walked away and Putin like, what is what a jerk off? Jail some more. Go play with some more, you jerk off. Go after them. Rice and Obama. Like the Putin. But this is the liberal mentality. This is what's in their mind. This is why they're just they're they're just they're not well. Okay? They're not well. That's all I'm gonna say. They're not well. Liberals are not well. That's all. They're they're just not well. And he continues. You wouldn't want to be a Bashar al-Assad in a conversation with Vladimir Putin after that, unless you had a conversation with him before that. Unless Vladimir Putin said, I have an idea. Go ahead. Do a small chemical attack. Nothing like the big ones you've done in the past. Yeah, you know. When Obama was president. But just big enough to attract the media attention. So that my good friend in the White House will see it on TV. And then he can fire some missiles. They won't do any real damage. But the American news media will change the subject from the Russian influence in the Trump campaign. And the Trump transition. And the Trump White House. Perfect. I mean, again, this is like, this is over the top Alex Jones stuff. This is over the top Alex Jones stuff. I mean, this is over the top. Seriously, this is over the top. I mean, this is like Bush did 
And you know how people get treated who come out and say, I think Bush uh, did 9-11. I mean, as douchey, uber-liberal as Bill Maher is, I watched him flip a jacket when people have said, Bush 9-11, it was an inside job. I watched him lose his ass. I literally watched him uh, walk into the audience on one of his shows where it looked like he was going to fight the guy. And what Lawrence O'Donnell's doing different than people saying 9-11 was an inside job. Here's the difference. The media is not condemning Lawrence O'Donnell. The media is not condemning NBC. They're cheering them on. They're cheering them on. I mean, just imagine. Just imagine Sean Hannity doing a segment where he basically says Obama was responsible. And I'm not talking about policies. Remember, that's different. His policies led to X, Y, Z. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Obama. Sat on the phone with some dictator and plotted an attack. Plotted an attack. He got off the phone and said, hey, listen, uh, so-and-so is going to be attacking uh, and then what we're going to do is so good. Uh, I'm going to launch some missile. I mean, it's, it's unfathomable. And yet here's Lawrence O'Donnell at MMBC, MMNBC, <laughs> MSNBC. I just say NBC. It's one and the same. And he goes on for most of the news media changes the conventional wisdom about the dynamic between Vladimir Putin and Donald Trump. President Trump has finally dared to do something that Vladimir Putin doesn't like. Changes everything. As long as you never, never question whether Vladimir Putin wanted all this to happen this week. And when you question that, you look at what has happened. It's always worth remembering that if Vladimir Putin really does have ways known or unknown to Donald Trump to influence Donald Trump, then every day that is good day for President Trump, the good day for Vladimir Putin. Now, not one word that I've said could possibly have been said about any president prior to Donald Trump. You will hear opinion in this hour that is counter to the possible scenario that I have just outlined, but what you will not hear is proof that the scenario that I have just outlined is impossible. I, you can't, like, this isn't AM radio. This isn't Alex Jones. This isn't George Norrie, coast to coast. This is NBC. This is mainstream. 
This is 9-11 was an inside job. This is the CIA planted bombs all over the trade center. And yet not a effing peep from the media. Not an effing peep from anybody at NBC saying, hey, Lawrence, man, you, you, you got to, like, do a retraction. You, you got to do, like, like, are we the conspiracy network now? Is that what we are? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's like, eh. And like I said, when any of us on the right bring up anything that is conspiracy-ish, we are labeled kooks. We are labeled nut jobs. We are labeled wackos. And here's Lawrence O'Donnell at NBC talking about Trump and Putin conspired to get people. Gas, they, yeah, they conspired to gas people to get Trump ratings and change narrative. It was perfectly orchestrated. Again, silence. Silence from the media. Silence. It's amazing. All right. It's Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari Show. We'll be right back after... A quick word. Just a quick word. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Bye. The C-SPAN networks bring you long-form public affairs programming from the nation's capital and are a public service of your television provider. C-SPAN, created by cable. I have no further questions. I yield back. um, Mr. Uh, Director, we are about at the end. I'm going to do a concluding statement, and then I think the chairman will... I want to, first of all, I want to go back to something uh, that um, Ms. Watson Coleman said a little earlier. Oh, God, I I just, I can't. As an African-American man in this country. Stop. Thank you. They pushed on, uh, they put on the uh, Elijah Cumming, because we had the soundboard and they pushed clips. It's just. It was horrible. I just, I came, I like, forget it. There, you had your break. <laughs> that, like, that. Um, and then there's sadness. And I, it's when an eight year old child dies, and it's horrible to even talk happiness. But ladies and gentlemen, when the media of the left woke up this morning and they school shooting, it was organic for them. They get out, they time, they have sex. That's what it was like for liberals this morning. And then 
And then it turned to shame. It, it turned to disappointment. Okay? It, it, it turned to sobriety. So just imagine at your drunkest moment doing horrible, horrible things. Maybe getting a fellatio from a street hooker. Okay? Letting her things and think about it's awesome you're loaded you're happy and then the next day you're sober your caucus hurts maybe there's a little blood you got stuff in your hair can't believe what you did <laughs> that's liberals so in San Bernardino, at an elementary school, a gentleman by the name of Cedric Answer, not Cedric the Entertainer, Cedric Anson, walked into the school, went like, oh, what's up? Hey, what's up? Ah. I'm going to go talk to my wife real quick. Sure, Mr. Anderson. Because there's no policy in husbands seeing wives. If your wife is a teacher and you need to go talk to her, you go to school. Hey, what's up, man? My wife is Elaine Smith. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to go talk to her. Yeah. So Cedric answers him. Not. Cedric, the entertainer, goes to school, walks by the security guard or the house, our front desk, goes to the classroom, and shoots Karen Elaine Smith. Shoots her with a three fifty seven mag. That's a very gun. Very that were in the basically damage. Which makes this story even worse. It, it does. And I, and I know I sound completely stupid and warped, but at least was a school shooter. And that Shooter walks into that school and starts opening fire on children. He's there with one purpose, and that's to kill kids, kill students. This guy just wanted to kill his wife. I know it's not. I, I'm not laughing about it. I'm just saying it's collateral damage, which makes it just. Beyond horrible. It's like, dude, we get it. She really pissed you off. You couldn't have made sure the little kids weren't around and then shot her in the head. I mean, you had to just start opening fire. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. Jeez wrong with you and that's what happened 
And a poor little kid, eight-year-old kid, Jonathan Martinez, he was shot. And I can't even imagine what those parents are going through. I can't even imagine. I just had a newborn. He's three months old, almost three months old. I couldn't imagine him being at school, eight years old. And the teacher's husband rolls in to shoot her in the head. He's a jerk-off. I'm not saying that he's, you know, it's acceptable what he did. I'm saying she had to be a jerk. You know, someone for not being a jerk off. She had to have done something to piss him off. That's sexist. Maybe it is. I don't know. I would have said the same thing either way. But a male teacher, and the wife walks in and shoots him. I say, what did he do? What did he do? Died at Loma Linda University Medical Center. Horrible. He was lifted from school. And then another student, nine-year-old boy, in stable condition. He's not going to die. Thank Jesus Christ. Seriously. Prophet Muhammad. Prophet Muhammad doesn't save lives. Prophet Muhammad takes lives. Only Jesus Christ saves lives. Remember that. Okay? Muhammad so there are 15 kids in that school and I guess it was a special needs classroom but makes it even worse probably the kids were challenged so when the guy shot the wife Boy got shot. He did another. Before details came out, media and the liberals just heard squishing. They got orgasmic. Because shootings are always white guys. School shootings are never done by black guys. It's always white guys. And somehow these white guys. Are we before Trump? Some of the guy was a Trump supporter. That kills somebody. Either Trump supporter or Pepe the Frog. A Hillary campaign work worked on her digital campaign. I wish she knew the name. But he even tweeted out, oh, another another school shooting, go. People responsible. He said something in the sense of uh, responsibility uh, has to do with uh, Donald Trump and uh, one of his advisors. Owns an advisor. Alan an advisor. And talk show that Trump did. Because the guy's got probably a million people that listen to him. And they're... Before the left knew anything was typed by Alex Jones, Donald Trump, and oh my God. 
And then everything went radio silence. When the pictures of that drink, not the entertainer, instantly the media went, oh. It was like that. Yeah, nope. No Trump, no Trump supporter. Yeah, now kill it. It's just a black guy. It's kind of what happened here. You can look at the thing. Police officer kills a white guy. About that. Nobody, it's only one police officer kills a black guy. That's like, oh my god! Oh my god! Trump supporter, police officer who loves Trump. He's a police officer who hates Obama. When the cop kills the guy, it's like, ah. Next. Remember the white Fresno? I think it was Got out of his truck. Put your hands up. Put your hands up. Parked the light, and there was a, a report that he had a gun. He was in a truck. He pulls over. It was all on on, on that cam. Cops are like, get out! He gets out of the car and he starts walking off. So started the cops, and the kid went to waistband. They shot him a fourth time. Yeah, that was on. I think uh, uh, it wasn't on MSNBC. I think it was on CNN for one day. After that, it was like, who cares? Cop killed a white guy. F him. You give me a cop killed a guy. That's money. That's money. The media found out that Cedric, not the entertainer, Anderson, His wife was black. And it was a black dude who was pissed off. And he went to school where he was teaching shooter and killer. The media was like, ah, F this story. It happens in Chicago every day, minus the teachers. Seriously. Media was like, this, this, this is Chicago. Chicago every day. If you go to right now, do the headline. You know, eight-year-old killed in school. So you're like, hey, oh, my God, a school. Even somehow put a spin on to make nation voter go. Oh my God! I woke up. I when I woke up this morning, and the first thing I do, I know this. I'm. I wake up in the morning. Okay, wake up in the morning. I'm 
make sure my child has his milk ready up before my beautiful girlfriend and my beautiful child. I wake up before that. So I wake up. Get his bottom. I may know he'll be up very soon. I get it ready. I then go look at my Twitter. I look at the feed. I see what's the stories. This morning I said, "Oh, watch school shooting. Wonder what's not what I did. Not what I did." But I watched all the comments. Like I said, I saw the Clinton talking about Alex Jones and Donald Trump. So I watched all these people. Oh, it's got this. It's got to be that. It's got. And then one it was Cedric, not the owner. Everybody was like, oh, shh. damn. All right, I'm not going to this anymore. And that's why the media has pretty much been quiet. So it's been pretty much quiet. You've heard about it. But it's not 24-7. Every single show... Needing gun, uh, you know, legislation, gun, the bank, gun, none of that. Nobody's talking about that. Nobody's talking about that. But feel bad for that kid's family. And Cedric killed himself because I was for. I would have called ripping. I think anybody was a kid. In the most heinous of ways. And I know I'm, I'm 100% for uh, car in solitary confinement uh, for the rest of their life. And, and I'm that if you kill a kid, you should be in solitary confinement. Until you die, you die like every day too slowly. So, faction or something like that, they kill solitary confinement. So, if you kill a child, slow down. So, maybe, just maybe, you get pieces of your body amputated. Week, so you're in 24-hour lockup, which is horrible, it's horrible. But like every week or maybe every month, somebody comes in with one of your body parts. So they start with like your pink and cut it off, and then you sit in prison cell and you 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 bleed. But you know you're able to kind of stop the blood. They give you bandages. They basically give you survival bandages. Give you so you could stop eating, and and you could and you could live because they live. And the next month they cut off. 
So basically, they cut off all your fingers, all your toes. So in solitary confinement for two years, every month you've had fingers or toes cut off. And then they move on to some bigger pieces of your body. And I'm sure that's when you die. But eventually, you know, cauterize it so you live a little bit longer. But if you kill a kid, seriously, that's what should happen to you. No if ands, or buts about it. No if ands, or buts about it. You kill a kid, it's over. I'd say quick death. You're in solitary climate and you are a slow, slow death. So good. That's not Tanner Anderson. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Don't play. Okay? Don't, just don't. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Build a wall that just got 10 feet higher. Build a wall that just got 10 feet strong. Build a wall that just got 10 feet higher. And build and build and build and just build a wall. Assignment, sir, but I can't find it now. Can't find it. I got the email. They're like, "Hey, you got to check out 
Uh, Bruce Jenner. Uh, you got to get out. And I'm like, okay. And then I looked and I can't find it. They're like, you got to check it out. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, here. Caitlyn Jenner revealed surgery in New Memoir. Okay. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner just has been up but the Olympian man seemingly impossible. He underwent gender reassignment surgery this year, and nobody suspected a thing until he revealed it to the world herself. Jenner, 67, shares affairs all in her upcoming memoir, The Secrets of My Life, due out April 25th. And it's there she talks about the experience of what she writes will be the. We always do a, a segment at least once uh, every week or one every those of you who listen to the show know we segment. Don't be tired of dancing in all the time. She explains. She was excited to realize she'd be living for time of her life. The surgery was success, and I feel not wonderful, but So Bruce Jenner is down. Okay? Hold on, let me keep going and then we'll go back to this. He continues. It's, I will officially say I'm going to have an enthusiasm for life that I have not had since the Olympics almost two-thirds of my life. And then it goes on to say in the book script, painted by Ray Turner reveals that she finally made the full transition after being annoyed asking intrusive questions about her genitals. But that doesn't mean fans have the opportunity to continue to ask her about it. As she says in the book, you want to know, which is why this is the first time and last time. I will ever speak. Jenner's upcoming uh, uh, book netted a huge advance. Million dollars, to be exact. And she worked on it with Friday Night Lights author Abuzer, who also has a Vanity Fair profile to introduce to the world. Jenner's life certainly exploded since she revealed her to Diane Sawyer two years ago this month. For all intents and purposes, I am a she told Sawyer. My brain is much more a female than it is male. That's my soul as Bruce lives She, as Jenner continues to embrace her new she found that she had no use for anything that was associated with her old self. As she writes about the choice to undergo the surgery. So, why you consider it? Because it's just a penis. It has no or use for me other than what I've said before. The ability to take a whiz in the woods. The article continues. Of course, the more public 
Joseph Jenner's transition from Bruce to Caitlin continued long after her interview with Sword Breaking Bad in the Fair cover story. Photo shoot June 25th. Which Jenner likened to be better than winning a gold medal. She on Twitter soon afterwards. Four members, blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. So. This is bigger news than Barry. Day. Remember last week, the craze was Barry Manilow Day. He's coming out of the closet at the age of 78. And, oh, by the way, the secret. And we were all like, Barry Manilow's gay? Really? Wow. That's the most ever heard. Really? He's gay? <laughs> He's gay? Really? To me, Bruce Jenner, a.k.a. Caitlin, cutting off his ding-dong? That's news. That's a story because that means he slash she is all in. That is from day one, and I'll say it again. Of somewhat of a chick and a big ding-dong. You're not transgender. You're a she-male. You're a trans. You're a little sex freak. Can tell me that you have all of these emotions inside and all of these unless you cut your ding-dong off but a little sex freak. That's who you are. You're a dream. You're a sex freak. It's kinky. It's sexy. It's a mental condition. That's all. It's a mental condition. It's like a guy getting completely. Okay, faith. And his girlfriend's like, I would like to put on a strap and stick up your bum bum. And he's like, go for it. I'm so waste. I don't care. And she's like, and, and, and you know our friend Bill? Would you mind if he sticks his ding dong in your mouth? That's it. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's all it is. That's all it is. You're a freak. You're a little sex freak. There's nothing wrong with you, but just you're a sex freak. Until you get your ding-dong topped off. Until you move, you're a sex freak. I will officially say Bruce Jenner is Caitlyn Jenner. I will never reference Bruce as Bruce ever again. I will only reference Bruce as Caitlin from this day forward. Why? Because he's off his ding dong. Really a woman. I was in this body. 
I hate this body. Disgusting. I'm really mad. I'm going. Okay. All right. Listen, you little freak. Just go out there and get your freak on. And he cuts his ding dong off. Then I go, all right, all right, bro. You're right. You definitely were born in a woman. You cut off your ding dong. You cut it off. There's no putting your ding dong back on. It's off. They threw it in the trash. They said, would you like your ding dong? But throw it away. They threw it away. It's medical waste. They threw the ding dong away. I tip my hat to Bruce Jenner, who is officially Caitlyn Jenner. God bless. Happy trails. And I hope you're happy being a champ. We'll be right back. It's Rob Zagaris. The Rob Zagaris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks to Lego. We love our cops, our law enforcement. We love our military, they're important. We love our cops, our law enforcement. We love our military, they're important. And when I'm in the jam, when I'm in the jam, I know that I can call up the man. All right, we're back. It's Rob Zagari. It's Rob Zagari. Jesus Christ. Don Rickles. Know that, right? Yeah, Don Rickles. What a And you know, and I'm going to tell you why. I I didn't know him. He wasn't my friend. And I wasn't necessarily a big Don Rickles fan. He was funny when I saw him on TV screaming and making fun of people. It's funny. Ha ha. But why he trips me out? It's because he was 90 years old, and my dad is going to be 80 years old uh, in October. And every day that we approach 80, 81, 82, 83, I think that's uh, a day closer um, my dad will die. And you know it sucks. And it really sucks for my kid because my kid is only three months old. And ultimately, 
if everything goes according to God's plan. But that means my son will only be five or six years old. So you know And that kind of sucks. Makes me sad a little. And I wish I would have had a child ten years ago. If I had a child ten years ago, it wouldn't be the child that I have now. So it's that, uh, you know, that sweet reality. And you can't go back in time, and you can't change the past. And you don't want to change the past because ultimately what you have now would not be around. So it's kind of effed up. Um, and that's all I got to say about Don Rickles. <laughs> I know. Like I said, it you know, he wasn't a, uh, uh, you know, I didn't know. But anyways, that's Don Rickles. Rest peace, Don Rickles. Rest in peace. So, Journey. I know we're doing a little pop culture stuff here. Journey. Um, they uh, got nominated, or they got inducted into the Hall of Fame. Suck though. Here's the thing. Steve Perry was there. He picked up board with them, but he didn't perform with them. The little Asian guy, Arnello, he performed with them. It's retarded. It's retarded. Steve Perry should have at least performed at least one song. And I know his voice isn't completely shot out because I saw a YouTube video where Steve Perry was at like a club. And got on, actually did um, one of the songs. Son of a bitch can actually still sing. Poor crap. And of course, Olivia Mom and Aaron Rodgers broke up. Now, what I find that interesting is because for years, years, that Olivia Munn was nothing more than the beard. That Aaron Rodgers was gay. Yes, Aaron Rodgers had like meat. That's true. There was a few ones where a gentleman was sitting so claiming to be Aaron Rodgers' boyfriend. And he was showing pictures of them together, not doing any gay stuff like slaying each other. But hanging out. And this guy was wearing one of Aaron Rodgers' Super Bowl rings. Like, hello, this is my boyfriend. I'm just, of course, paraphrasing. So I wonder if maybe Aaron Rodgers, because being gay is cool now. Now, nobody nobody really condemns. People for being gay, and if you come out gay, and everybody hears that you're uh, being, as uh, the left would call it, bullying. Uh, so I wonder if maybe 
Aaron Rodgers is officially ready to come out and say, I'm gay. I'm gay. I'm gay. All right? I'm gay. I love meat. I love it. I crave it. I need it. I don't know. I'm just speculating. But the fact that Munn and Rogers broke up, it's kind of big. Was their three-year arrangement over? Was their three-year <laughs> arrangement over? Was the other day like it? It was like, all right, it, it expired. Done. We're not doing it. Because Aaron, like, hey, you know what? Um, what am I, 30-something I'm already regarded as one of the played. Of course, I'm not as good as Brady, but I'm definitely better than Brett Favre. I mean, if you got to put the quarterbacks uh, next to each other, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, way better than Brett Favre. So Aaron Rodgers is thinking, you know what? It doesn't matter if people know I'm gay. It doesn't matter if they see me out with the dude that was wearing my ring. It don't matter. So what? I dare somebody. I, I dare Stephen A. Smith or somebody criticize me if I'm gay. They'll be blacklisted. You can't criticize anybody for being gay. What, are you kidding me? Players? What players are going to be like, hey, you fag? What players are going to go after Aaron Rodgers? You can't. You can't. The year that Aaron Rodgers comes out and says, I am officially gay. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Maybe I'm wrong. And then finally, <laughs> finally, we're just doing our little celebrity pop culture roundup. Back in the day, the beautiful, the talented. Catherine Howard would do this, and I'm doing it now, but it's all right. Normally, we don't do it, but a couple of these things are kind of big. Jenner, or Jenner, Caitlin, big story. To me, that's big story. That's big, 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 huge. Got to give, got to give him slash her props. That's, that's, that's real. That ain't no lover and cock. I'm not going to talk about that. Why aren't you going to talk about it? Because you got, you got a ding-dong while. That's what you, because you, you're ding-dong still. You're just a, a freak. That's what you are. You're a freak. You're a you, you, You're a sack freak. You're doing what you're doing for publicity. You're a sex freak. Stop it. And all the other ones that don't want to get their ding-dongs cut off and, and boobs, you're cross-dressers, you're drag queens. You're, stop. It's a mental thing. Bruce. Bruce is legit. You got a ding-dong chopped off. The minute the ding-dong gets cut and they throw it, that's real, my friend. It's a fake hole. Now, if you get a guy that's big, like a big guy, not me. I'm not, like, overly big. I'm not small. 
but I think I would accommodate a fake vagina. But if you get a guy that's like 12, 13 inches, he's, he's bottoming out. He's, I mean, it's dangerous. He'd break his penis. Be careful of that. But that serious commitment that's real, you ding dong cut up, they mold it into a vagina. That's serious. I didn't watch SNL. Well, I did. I watched Louis C.K. But I didn't watch the rest of SNL. I, okay, you know, because it, it's just old. It's like, I get it. Okay. Alec Baldwin. Okay. This is Trump imitation. This is the guy who calls an eight year old daughter a pig. This is the guy. Movies, fifteen-year-old girls, like sex scenes and 15, simulated sex scenes. Uh, the guy, the guy's, the guy's an animal. Okay, and journalists. This always trips me up, and I get it. if you're a comedian and you do a bit about racism, or you do a bit about quote unquote white. Privilege. You get props. You get props from the media. You know, when criticize Trump, or I shouldn't say criticize Trump. They criticize him and they give him props for playing the media. He knew exactly how to do this. He knew how to get over. He knows manipulate the story. Now, you know, well, let me tell you something. Single celebrity that gets involved with some type of social activism is doing it for publicity. They are doing it because they know because they know they can relate the beast, the Huffington Post, Politico, Vox. They know they can manipulate Yahoo News. So when a media does a bit about white privilege, he knows he's going to get these props from all of these media outlets who constantly spit on themselves and take out sticks and beat themselves with it because they're guilty of being white. It's a game. It's a stunt. It's a gimmick. It's all it is. So Louis C.K. does this bit. Again, it's even more funny Celebrities are white because they're really not about white privilege. They're talking about celebrity privilege. It's about privilege. There's more than black celebrities that fall into that category. Someone like Louis C.K. brings up an example, and the example he used was the time he was in a hotel room. He's in a hotel, staying. 
and he was calling about his laundry, getting his laundry done, and the fact that it wasn't done in 24 hours. And he was very upset that it wasn't done in 24 hours because it was promised to be done in 24 hours. And he was, he was the kitchen wine not being done. And then finally, he realized, oh, I didn't have any laundry that was being done. And, and that's a white privilege joke. And I'm sitting there, but I do get it. But it's a guy who's unbelievably famous. So anything that he's demanding or anything that he's doing cannot be associated with white privilege. It's celebrity privilege. Because if Denzel Washington was in that hotel and he said, hey, what's up with the laundry? It's supposed to be 24 hours a day. What's going on? I I, I mean, Louis C.K. doing bits on white privilege is ridiculous because he's a celebrity. You have to take white privilege out because people aren't doing things for him because he's white. They're doing things for him because he's Louis C.K. If Louis C.K. wasn't Louis C.K., he wouldn't get Anything that disgusting, trolly, red-haired, balding jack-off walking into a hotel going, my laundry. They'd be like, yeah, okay, jerk off. I'm going to constantly say this. This white privilege thing, it has nothing to do with white privilege. If you want to say wealth privilege or money privilege, I'll buy that. Celebrity privilege, I'll buy that. But white privilege, no. There's no white privilege. You ever see that 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 documentary that uh, that uh, Johnny Knoxville did, the wacky wacky world of of the wacky whites of West Virginia? I think that's what it was called. The wonderful, hold on, I'm going to give you T, just in case you didn't see it. One wonderful whites of West Virginia. Virginia. Okay, I think that's it. The wild and wonderful whites of West Virginia. Okay, guess what? Not one of those people would be able to get their laundry done in less than 24 hours. Not one of those people would be able to get served in a restaurant before Denzel Washington, before Ben Carson, okay? Don't tell me that just because you're white, you're privileged. Poor white trash. Okay, trailer park white people get no privilege. 
trailer park white people, southern poor white people. You know, the people that you see in a David Blaine uh, a comedy special where he goes out to, like, some rural area of Arkansas where there's, like, pit bulls chained up to the fence, and he does magic with them, and they're like, oh, my God, how did you do that? Poor hillbilly white people living in the hills are as mystified about David Blaine magic as poor black people living in the project. Oh, my God, you're, you're the devil. Oh, my God. Same thing. So when Louis C.K. talks about white privilege, there is no white privilege. There's rich privilege. There's money privilege. But let me tell you something. I've been harassed by cops. At my lowest point, when I was driving a beat-up old hoopty with expired tags, with long hair, black leather jacket, Metallica t-shirt, I was harassed just as much as black folk were. Well, Rob, you weren't shot. Stop. Okay? Not every black person that's pulled over by a cop is shot. All right? To stop. So watching Louis C.K. talk about white privilege is it, it, it's it's a gimmick, it's a shtick. It's so the Daily Beast and Huffington Post would be like, "Oh my gosh, we applaud you, Louis." Oh my, white pri- what white privilege? What are you talking about? He's a multi-millionaire comedian. If he wasn't a comedian, if he wasn't a multi-millionaire, if he was a jerk-off working at Home Depot in Alabama, there'd be no white privilege. If he walked into a club, he'd be waiting in the back of the line just like everybody else. He'd be waiting in the back of the line like everybody else. Now, Louis C.K. gets to the front of the line. Louis C.K. gets into the club. He can't then turn around and go, that's white privilege. No, it's not jerk off. You're a celebrity. DJ Quills can get to an exclusive club before any of us. You know who DJ Quills is? Exactly. The most hideous, ugliest, trolliest white guy in the history of the entertainment business. That jack-off gets to the front of the line in clubs. That jack-off will get his laundry in six hours at a hotel. That jack-off gets hot chicks. Like, really hot chicks. It's not white privilege. It's because he's a celebrity. There's millions and millions and millions of white people that are treated like garbage and nobody gives them a fucking thing because they're white. Rich? Celebrity? Who you know? Okay. But just because you're white? No. No. So there's my pop culture 
uh, 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 spiel for the day. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be right back. And then we're going to wrap things up, so go away. Go away. All right, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. I know you got to talk about the guy that got kicked off the airline flight. You gotta... We could talk about that, but I don't want to talk about that. You know, because here's the thing. Both of them, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. You want to know why? I'm going to tell you why. Because the airlines has a protocol. About... Uh, how they, uh, you know, overbook and, and, and the process of overbooking and then what benefits they offer you. And then if nobody takes it, how they go ahead and start saying, all right, well, you're bumped and you're going to have to just take it. Now, that sucks. That sucks. But. For somebody to have a complete wig out on an airplane who is supposed to be a doctor, supposed to be a doctor. This guy on this American Airlines flight is claiming to be a doctor. He's a doctor. Okay? I don't buy that. I don't buy that. To 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 when the airline says, "Listen, we're going to give you a thousand dollars to deboard. We're gonna, we're going to give you a thousand dollars, okay? We're going to give you a thousand dollars to 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 take the next plane. You don't deboard, and they say, "Listen, here's the process. This is what has to be done. Sorry about that. In the fine print, we have the right." You have to go. And you don't go, and you make them physically remove you, you're a jack-off. That's all I'm saying. It sucks for the airlines in the sense, and I'm not saying for them, it sucks with the airlines that they needed their people to fly on that plane so bad that they couldn't charter a plane or, or or they couldn't do something else to not inconvenience passengers. So that's BS on them and they're wrong for that. But with that said, to then say, listen, $1,200, we need this to happen. And they okay, nobody's, do- all right, well, here's the thing. We're going to have to randomly pick. All right, you, you, and you. And that person puts up a stink to where they got to be physically removed. 
Shame on them. Seriously, shame on them. Shame on them. Shame on you. Shame on you. Seriously, shame on you. You know what I would have done? All right, listen, sorry, uh, Mrs. Akari, you're going to have to go. We randomly picked. You're going to get the $1,000. You're going to have to I'm going to say, you know what? Suck. I'm going to tell everybody how you suck while I'm getting my bag. You suck. Your your mother sucks. The airline sucks. Your CEO sucks. Everything about you sucks. But where do I get my $1,000? Okay, so when I get off, I get it. Okay, thank you. You suck. That's all I'm saying. And then we got off the plane. Then we got off the plane. And I would have got $1,000, and I would have sat in that seat in the, in the lobby, you know, the terminal there. If, I, if they said, listen, we're, it's not until tomorrow, but here's your voucher. You get to stay at the Marriott. Here's your food voucher. Here's your booze voucher. Okay, thank you. And then I would have went to the hotel, and I would have got crap-faced, ate a filet mignon, and then tweeted how they suck. And then the next day, got on the airplane with 1000 bucks after being hungover and full of lobster and steak, still tweeting how they suck. That's what I would have done. That's what a rational human being would have done. But for this guy, this, this, this whack job Asian guy, to be screaming and yelling and, uh, what, are you, uh, what are you, nuts? And then say, I'm a doctor. You ain't a doctor. If he's a doctor, this guy's a doctor, then somebody that he's ever had and have them stop going to him. Because there's no way you want him to be your doctor anymore. That's all I got to say. F him. F him. But to finish off the evening show. North Korea. North Korea needs to have a missile. They need to have a Scud missile drop right on their tower, right where that fat little bastard is, is, is living. So, as you know, we sent one of our destroyers, okay, to the peninsula. Over the week, and we sent one of our destroyers. We got uh, the USS Carl uh, Vinson and USS Wayne E. Meyer and USS Michael Murray and USS Lake Campion. Campion. So they're all on their way to the, to, to, to the peninsula there. They got 5,000 sailors, 60 We're on our way. We have a missile defense uh, system on one of the destroyers. We had that conversation with the Chinese president. We said, you better do something or we're going to do it. While we're bombing Syria. North Korea said, They're going to respond to the United States of America's reckless acts 
of aggression. With whatever methods the U.S. wants to take. It will make us accountable for the catastrophic consequences that may be high-handed and outrageous. Now remember, Korea is celebrating the uh, birthday of uh, Kim Jong-un's grandfather. And they say that they will mark the occasion by testing missiles or possibly a nuclear device. Now, I think it would drop 50, 60, 70. Barely executed ex-soldiers, executed his uncle and fed him the dogs or whatever the hell he Because these are people inside regime or Korea that are saying people are hungry. Our lifetime tasks, we just complied. We could have a lot like Japan. I mean, Japan got nuked. They got nuked. They have no army 50-some-odd years later, and they're living the lap of luxury there. Japan got nuked. We'll stop, but you can never have military ever We'll help you rebuild. We'll help you rebuild to the point where you will cut into our own business. You will cut into your own manufacturing business. You will cut into the way we live. And sounds good to us. You let people inside that are basically whispering to each other with the United States. And this person says this person to that person to eventually get to Kim Jong, and then he has a kid. So here's the thing. Stop a few missiles in North Korea. You will see those overthrow Kim Jong-un. You will see North Koreans themselves overthrow Jong-un. It's not about get rid of him. What's going to happen next? It ain't about because his old man is crazy as him. The grandfather's nuts. Timers in China, in North Korea and in China, because they're all interconnected. And my words, my words, we're going to drop bombs in North Korea. The North 
the current government is going to form a coup, and the sister is power. Sister says, hey, I don't want war. Problem done. We want food. We want the internet. See you guys tomorrow. You're Thank you. You're awesome. Be safe. They wouldn't know. Terrorist attack.